0: but that's like the 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 drummer is that way like our drummer, my band in high school machu definitely yeah. like we pulled him out of line because he was going like he was in line to start track uh-huh. and um then he was like uh you know he played drums in the band and stuff you know yeah. band camp style.'re yeah. we like, hey, uh you play drums do you want to play in a band? And he's like, "Uh, yeah, let me just figure out how to return these shoes. And like, <laughs> yeah.
1: you know. And, and maybe, that, maybe that's it too. Yeah, but like, drummers
0: a... are hard to find anyway, so you'll just like, whatever they look like, <laughs> yeah. wherever they come from. I don't care. Yeah, we don't care, man. <laughs> um, so that was, but, I think that's just the drummer's story. Yeah.
1: I mean, that was, I mean, and so that's a huge digression. But like, the other thing is we struggled on the West Coast finding shows because like like I said, we, we would play all kinds of shows. They were usually heavy shows like with really, really heavy bands. We go East, like, the metal bands were like, Yeah, sure, let's do it. Like or like the promoter would be like, Yeah, I got you guys playing with Enabler and this other like crazy metal band and we're like, sweet. Like we're definitely like this like soft rock type of stuff comparatively sure, to like sure. what else is happening. But we were always pumped to like play with dope bands like that.
0: That's rad. Um I mean I I, I would like to live in a world where it it is um we could go to a show yeah. and we would see uh, a death metal band and we'd see you know something like sleeping weather and we'd you know maybe see um i don't know like a blues band or like a like a band with the horn section or something and we'd oh, all be stoked right yeah like that'd be a great world right where we're like yeah. oh yeah i can appreciate all that but i we don't live in that world right
1: now doing like i feel like it's maybe it's getting closer than i want to say then. it's trending in that direction and yeah, maybe yeah. that's just kind of my circle of people that I talk to and stuff like that too. But you realize that so many people are fans of so many different genres of music. And like, you could go like, even if you're not, if you don't listen to blues on your free time, like if you go see a live blues band play, like you're, you're going to be pumped. Like I always am like for a a genre that you don't necessarily listen to, but you go watch live music and it's, it's a different feeling. And so it's just cool to see, you know, uh, a plethora of genres played in a show. Um, And, like I said, yeah, maybe it's not, maybe that's not the way we're moving and just like kind of no. the way I, maybe it's more of a feeling that I have where I'm more comfortable being open with like, with what I like and what I don't like. Cause back in the day you didn't want to, um, like high school was tough. Yeah. That's kind of how it was, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you didn't want to be uncool because you liked a certain band or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. you would just keep it to yourself yeah, yeah, and yeah. not tell anybody, but now like.
0: Yeah, totally. Not well. Yeah, I think if anybody's listening to this that is in high school, just like whatever, do like whatever you like and own it. Yeah, and then you're that's fine. Yeah. But um, I was wondering if that was maybe the inter- internet has some influence on that too, because like pre-internet, I went to see like Clash of the Titans. So it was Alice in Chains mm-hmm. opening up for Anthrax, followed by Megadeth, followed by Slayer. So right, <laughs> uh-huh. pretty heavy lineup. Yeah. Allison Chains had just like started touring or something. They were like new to the game and like the Slayer fans were not having it. Uh-huh. Like they were throwing like full gallons of water at them. Like the drum set was like, you know, half of it was busted because like it had been like taking artillery fire from the crowd or something. <laughs> it was yeah. So crazy. Um, but then, like Alice in Chains went on to be like a pretty legendary band, right? Yeah. And this was like pre-internet, so like everybody maybe had their like CD collection and was like, "Well, my my CD collection ends here at Rain and Blood." Yeah. I don't listen to Alice in Chains. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know maybe the internet's maybe as bad as it is in some cases has started to be, you know, allowed us to expand our horizons and exp- you know, uh, yeah. like different things. But yeah, uh, stepping back, what was your hardcore band called?
1: Crooked I- Ways. Crooked Ways, because yeah. I only
0: I, I met you when you were in Sleeping Weather. I never knew Crooked Ways. Yeah, double and, bass drum. Um,
1: I did in, yeah, I did use it. Um, it wasn't like we were kind of on the edge of hardcore and pop punk. Like we played a lot of pop punk shows and a lot of hardcore shows. Um, and we were kind of like right in between because we had very upbeat style of hardcore, but it was um like. You could almost take the vocals out and replace them with um, a, a different style of vocals and it's a different genre. Mm. Um so and I was only in that band f- for kind of a short time. Like I I did the tour with them, and then um I mean that's how I got into music is I would I was a drummer and I would play with my buddy Zach, and then there was a day Friend of the Club. Friend of the club. I was and then there was a day he called me and he was like Hey, we're going on a thirty-five day full U.S. tour. Our drummer can't go. Do you want to go? And i Be go, like, "Yep, yep."
0: <laughs> and how do I return
1: these shoes? Yeah, yeah. And remembering back, my favorite thing was that when he called me, I answered, and he didn't. He didn't put it that way. His, I think his words were, "Pack your bags, Rook. We're going. You're going to the big leagues." Was all he said, and I was like, "All right, what does that mean?" And then he told me, but like, it was just funny that that was his first sentence. <laughs> Uh, and that was my third semester of college, and that's why I tell everybody they're like, "Did you go to college?" I was like, "Well, I started to," and then I got this opportunity to go travel and play music for years, where I traveled all over the U.S. and now, how many states have
0: you been? You've been to them all
1: forty-five. That's of the,
0: crazy of the fifty. Yeah, what what an amazing life experience.
1: Yeah, and like I I don't regret a second of it. Oh. and it's it was still the I think one of the, like a decision that uh, I mean that was arguably one of the largest decisions in my life, and it was an opportunistic thing that like fell into my lap. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like screw everything else that's going on. Cause I didn't tell my school I was leaving. I was like, I just left and ended up failing all my classes. I got emails. It's was like, Hey, you haven't been to class. You haven't done anything like, and I was paying for it myself out of pocket at the time. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go play music. Is... <laughs>
0: I mean, that's a very bold decision, Vince. Yeah. Um, and I love it. That's great. Um, We should also probably do our intro, Vince. Yeah, we should. I mean, and I think we're going to leave this, because um, we are deep into the uh, conversations about uh, Vince's touring life and rock and roll. But um, let's just get into the intro, Vince. You know, if you're here, you love effects pedals. You're amongst friends, you're part of the club. And so welcome back to another episode of the official Effects Pedal fan club. I am Justin. I am Vince. And um, we're talking, while well, we are talk- we were talking Vince's... Um, Rock and roll days. I, I went on a smaller world tour, um, cross state lines into Nebraska and man, what a legendary show that was. But, um, <laughs> uh, that was a band called gypsy whistle and we can get to those at some other time, but, um, let's catch up real quick. Vince, what is shaking? Anything we actually, you have a lot new
1: going I mean, on. Yeah. I our... mean, there's so much new going on and we'll yeah. get into it in yeah, a Vince little is, bit, but let...
0: Vince has changed up everything uh, on his board, his guitar. We got a quick, uh, reset for Vince.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a huge curveball thrown into my, uh, my tone world or I, my pursuit of tone yeah. as you call it. But, um, <laughs> And we'll get into that. That's going to be a talking point of today's podcast.
0: Yeah, that's the today's podcast talking point is Vince's new amp, new guitar, and how it affected his pedal board. Yeah. Um. Let's see. News: Yoshi from Boss retired, which yeah. is, uh, you know, crazy. I think a couple of episodes ago we were talking about Boss. And I think we Vince didn't use the wrong word. I used the wrong word. Word thinking that like, I think I'm, I don't. I don't know if I use the word like evil empire or something like that. And I don't I, and I corrected myself at the time, but I think what we're trying to say is that a lot of people don't like Boss because I think they feel like it's a corporation and they lose the humanity mm-hmm. of Effects Pedal Building. But if you talk to anybody in the Effects Pedal world, they're like, "Nope. Those guys love gear as much as anybody else does, mm-hmm. and Yoshi is no exception. Like maybe he might be like the most into gear as anybody." And so, although I've never met him, I've heard several interviews, but if you go to like maybe, you know, JHS's Instagram feed and when they announced it, there was just so many heartfelt, like, congratulations to Yoshi and like stories about how Boss has changed their life. And so, you know, I left my own little story on there, Boss BF2, um, White Knob Flanger was my very first effects pedal. And, um, you know, I've loved it. <laughs> that was like the beginning of the... Uh, of the journey so vince what's your first boss pedal my
1: first boss pedal um it was actually a i mean it was a reverb purchase that i found a like a crazy deal on two boss pedals for like 100 bucks and i was like i wanted one of them and i was like i would like i'll take the other one too and it was a so it was a ch1 the yep. chorus Yep. and um the ds1 oh yeah that's right the distortion Yep, yep Um, and I mean, I got the pedals and they were, I was pumped. They were both amazing. Yeah. Yeah, The CH1 is, I mean, my love for chorus, that was, I think that's my first chorus pedal. Yep. And so like it ended up being a staple on the board and was an always on pedal.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, any of the boss choruses are amazing. I mean, they started with the CE one, which is so rad. Yeah. So shout out to Yoshi. Um, yeah, that's pretty rad. That's awesome. Yep. Um, and long live boss, you know, they got the new RE202. We got to get a hand, get our hands on. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. And then um Justin, you got a couple new pedals recently. Yeah. That we want to touch on. <laughs> well, not 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 a, not a deep dive or not a show a and tell dive. yet. No, 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 but no. But but
0: uh, a shout out. Shout out for sure um to our so Vince and I are definitely becoming maybe dangerously known as like, oh, hey, you, uh, you guys, I got, I got a, you know, a great pal. You guys want it? Yeah. <laughs> like people are calling us like, oh, hey, we got this. Um, but, <laughs> it's, uh, and
1: from, I've heard some stories from some friends that, uh, shall not be named is that that's a dangerous place to be. Cause, uh a friend of mine who's trying to float a lot of gear. That's how he ended up collecting more than he needed in the first place. It's, he was just known as the guy that's like, yo, you like good gear, right? You'll, you'll buy this. And he yep. was always like, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's no, how that- we ended
0: up with the silver sky. And um, so it was funny. So our luthier um, Chris from spaceman guitars, text my wife of all people and was like, Hey, uh, does Justin want, um, what did he (laughs) offer? Oh, a JHS unicorn version one and an analog man, King of tone. And we already have the unicorn, uh, in the thing. But so that was like a, no, we, we've got that where we love it. Um, But the King of Tone was, uh, I think I was like, I I said like, yes, I typed yes, maybe like 15 or 16 times in a message, all of them misspelled, but I was so (laughs) stoked. And so, um, yeah, to stumble across, I've been on the waiting list for a King of Tone now for over two years, two and a half years. Yeah. And to kind of jump the, jump the line and get one from actually off his board. Like he's not using any pedals anymore. He just plays a Marshall and a Rickenbacker with a delay in the loop. Oh, dang. Yeah. He sold it. And, um. You know, paid a little bit more over the like list price. I think they're like 250 bucks, Um, but didn't pay like reverb prices, which was great. And so helped him out. And we now have a King of Tone in the collection, which is like off a friend's board. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yep. And actually this friend was uh somebody that his band, I, I sat in uh, on a gig on like I, I played one set with them like last week or two weeks ago. And so, I, you know, we've talked about it. I've got my board set up. I've play with my board every night i'm excited so i got into a live situation vince yeah and completely gapped out i just got overwhelmed with making pedal decisions <laughs> like that i ended up just turning the fuzz loop on uh-huh and just riding my volume the rest of the night because that was easier for me to understand i <laughs> oh, going in and out of pedals going in and out of pedals so i just like turned the fuzz on quit quit messing with pedals and rode the volume the rest of the night <laughs> which is crazy thinking after 2 years of building a board up that's how it that's how it went live yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic yeah something you said about simplicity right yeah Uh-oh. dude
1: that's a one <laughs> i hadn't i didn't know that yeah yeah i mean
0: that's... i i completely gapped out i was like what loop does what um is, can i even hear my amp so i just turned on the hyperfuzz into the Mjolnir and just like rode the volume the rest of the night <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did like some ZZ Top numbers. We did some Tom Petty numbers. Did some Blondie numbers, and it just it worked out fine. You know, yeah, it was fun. So yeah,
1: you enjoyed it. Oh, it was cool. I mean, yeah.
0: I was, yeah, I was stressed. It was um, it was fun to play live, and yeah, it was good to be out, and you know, it was it was cool. It was great, and also it was cool because one of the band members is uh, Troy from Wildwood Guitars here in Colorado. So it was like kind of like getting to play with a legend, you know. Oh, so sick. I mean. He had his Les Paul, I had my Les Paul, and we we're just like full, like full on Allman Brothers jam. It was so fun. That's yeah, awesome. so it was a great time. So, uh,
1: did was there any? Did you rehearse with them at all beforehand? No, you just kind of knew what songs you were going to play, and they were like, "Here's the songs we're playing. Learn them." Yeah, we'll see you there. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it went. Weird.
0: Yeah, and it was. Um, I think they only had. They sent me three songs, and then I ended up setting in for the full set. They would just tell me what key you were in, and so, oh, yeah, cool. That's rad. Yeah, I also, I mean, I'll admit, Vince, I turned down a little bit on a couple of the songs because I was like, I don't know if I know if I'm playing the right thing. Yeah. So, you know, I'll maybe karaoke this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, Vince, big news for you. You got your new amp last episode or two yeah. episodes ago. And we and we put it through a cab,
1: right? Yeah. At the time, yeah, I had it um, and I hadn't had a cab so right now, it's going into the 2 Rock 115, or 112. 112, yep. Um, the old 2 Rock
0: cabs. Yeah. Like when Joe and, and Bill just owned it.
1: Yep. And um, it, I'm on an, an entire new tone journey because my pedal board going into that amp and through that cab, nothing sounds like it did in my old, um, yep. through my old combo. Yep. And now I'm just on like a whole new discovery journey. Okay. Because... Like all of my, and it's mostly, I shouldn't say a whole new tone journey because like my reverb and delays and stuff like that are going to remain. But like, as far as gain staging and like position of the pedals and stuff like that and like, uh, oversaturating certain things, like everything sounds so different through there that I'm like, I'm basically just starting from the beginning and trying out different pedals in every spot now.
0: Cause you went, so you were playing basically a humbucker bass guitar into like a five watt bugera or bugera B- kind of bugera yeah so that they pronounced yeah and now you're still have that but you also picked up a silver sky
1: i picked up a silver sky. which is
0: yep changes everything yeah so you now have a humbucker <laughs> and a single coil guitar yeah. <laughs> um and then it's funny too because like i we we're at moncton guitars i sent a picture of like hey there's because you i've got the blue one and now you got the yellow one which i think looks rad yeah. the moon white oh yeah it's a good looking guitar and then now you actually have a little bit more headroom in your amp, too, because it's like 5 or 15 watts, right? Yep. And you bought it basically with the idea of being a pedal platform. Yep. And what's the amp called again?
1: It is the Ibanez TS, TSA 15H. Okay. So it's a Tube Screamer 15 head. Because yep. it also comes in a 15C, I believe, which is the combo. Yeah. Um, they have a combo version. But yeah, So and the head is just like... It's so cool, and what's wild is um, it has an effects loop, right? And we talked about this, that if you plug into the front of the amp, it actually goes um, like preamp, tube screamer, and then it has a boost, which is just, uh, I believe, a decibel boost. Just a clean boost, and it's just a toggle on or off. doesn't have any type of knob with it Um, and then it goes into the effects loop so i could run my entire pedal board through the effects loop and so i could use the tube screamer from the head and go into my gain stages from there and they're going to sound different because they're bypassing the preamp which i haven't even started on that journey yet (laughs) I'm, i'm just going into the front and basically just not using the tube screamer on the amp in my like in my chain yet um there's times where i'm like I feel like jamming just kind of the Tube Screamer sound. And so I'll do nothing on my pedal board and just flip on the Tube Screamer on the amp and get a cool crunch tone. Yep, yep. Um,
0: so right now, if you're just using it as a pedal platform, yeah. what's changed?
1: Uh, I actually swapped out my delay, which I just to- told you, like, that's not a new journey. But yeah. Apparently it is. Um, because, and I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's because it's an analog delay or if something might have happened to my delay pedal in, during the move. Um, when I'm clean, um, anything that comes through delay gets really distorted right at, like on the first playback of the delay. Uh-huh. Like it doesn't come through as a clean tone. Um, and I know that it's supposed to like kind of distort over time a little bit. Um, with this is the two timer, right? Yeah. Being is an analog mean, delay. Analog di- Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and maybe that's how it's supposed to sound. I I just never heard it before on my old amp. Oh, I wonder. But um, so I swapped it out with uh, a digital delay that I've been just kind of messing with, using it as a mostly as a slapback and just kind of jamming with it. Um, and the digital delay I'm using is actually a Tortuga Gecko. Right. And Tortuga is that um, he's the maker from Idaho, Coeur d'Alene. Yep. Who makes pedals? Um, and I haven't seen much of him on a uh. As an internet presence, I think his Instagram hasn't been updated in a few years or something like that. And so I was like, but I mean, super cool digital delay pedal. Pretty simple. It's got just a delay time knob uh, and a volume, I think.
0: And then there's probably a mix in there too. Three knob delay, right? Or is there just two knobs? I don't even remember. I think there's three.
1: There might be three. But I mean... I pretty much it's a set it and forget it, so I don't I don't even think about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um but anyways, my my gain stages, so I'm still I still have my fuzz at the front, the walrus um contraband. Yeah. Just a single knob fuzz. Yeah. And now it's going into the saucy box, which I mean, I used at the beginning of yeah, my tone journey with the Bugera. And yeah. Um I mean, I just I love it. I, I, we, we talk about this every time where every yeah. time I plug in a new drive pedal at first, I'm like, Oh, it sounds different. Cause I was using this other one before. And, um, I start jamming on it a little bit and just fall in love with it again. And now I'm stuck of like, I want to, you know, I'm going to try other ones in here too, but I don't want to unplug the saucy box now. Cause I'm like just digging that tone. And, um, then on the distortion front, um, I still have the rev oh, yeah, yeah. plugged in yep. there um but that is also going to be swapped out to try a new one too um i've got a new one on the way that we'll talk about uh when it gets here when it gets here it's not here yet um but i ordered a new one from a builder of a person that i've met before oh sweet um a band that we had played shows with oh wow years ago um he started doing he's like an engineer now and does recordings for friends only at this point he had his studio open for other people but he's like i'm too busy i want to focus on pedals like if you're a friend i can still record your stuff type stuff but it's closed to the public um but yeah he just builds pedals now and it's in colorado uh no it's in michigan okay cool cool Uh, but it's i mean so rad yeah great uh we'll talk about that another time um so that's going to be swapped out and that's like that one is a rat style type distortion one that i'm really looking forward to and um yeah i'm messing with the the main squeeze compressor as well like kind of dialing dialing that back and forth because obviously you get plenty of um sustain from the gain stages and stuff like that but kind yeah. of messing with that with the clean tones and stuff um and now i'm rocking my re, uh my reverb pedal which is, is your reverb pedal um now i'm drawing a blank it's uh it's that one that had all the presets and was extremely fancy. It has like the shimmer, the tremble, the plate, and the...
0: Was it your... Not your rumble. No. No. can't believe we don't remember your reverb pedal. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. I just t- can't remember that. Um, I can't remember the bread. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know my reverb pedal, Source Audio Collider. <laughs> I know. Um, and I run them in parallel with the delay,
1: but on my reverb pedal, I'm now using just a a plate reverb, right. Um, as like kind of a standard like reverb. And so that's like where I'm at right now. And it's, I, I actually like trade off going between the silver sky and the custom 24. Yeah. Um, and the humbucker, like humbucker single coil, just going back and forth and like it's, it's weird. I actually have to adjust uh some of the um the levels on a couple of the pedals. Um because I mean I'll like sit there and be playing one and just mute, swap, and then just go right back to playing. And I was like, oh this one's I mean, single coils are just not as, yep. not as hot. So yeah.
0: especially those single coils, I don't think they're quite as hot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um
1: and so I just I mean I find it so interesting. And I'm um <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've always thought about that, like trying to do balancing like gain staging with a humbucker and single coil guitar. It'd be interesting to talk about the, like the cats that do that on the reg, you know, like Michael camp, Mike Campbell from, you know, Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. I mean, he'd be on an SG, then a Strat and then a telly, then a Les Paul, Hmm, like all in the course of one show. And I'd be curious if he's just like, okay, you know what? I'm swapping my guitars for their soul and their sound. So he just kind of has one, one thing going on and then just, is just plugging in different guitars to get different tones, which I I would assume he's doing. I don't think he's doing anything crazy in the sense of like, you know, changing, you know, drive pedals or anything for a specific guitar, but yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder, know. um, that's a good point. And, and I bet it, I mean, I'm sure it vastly differs between somebody like that or somebody who's, um, might not have an audio engineer that could like that has right. presets for like oh he's playing the single coil let's get yeah, yeah. like here's a button to get those levels set like maybe somebody who you know plays a local gig and then do they just you know leave the levels where they're at and or maybe the a volume pedal that you can because there's volume pedals you can set what heel down is and what toe down is mm-hmm. right and like maybe heel down cool. is your single coil and toe down is your humbuck or, yeah, that's vice good versa or something like that
0: yeah I've thought about that. If I was going to be, I mean, obviously I can't be in a band that swaps guitars because I can't even <laughs> deal with a, I can't even do it with a pedal board at this point. Like I just need a fuzz pedal and a delay and a volume knob. That's like all I can think about um, before I just start shaking and like, what what key are we in? Oh, I, I'm not in that key. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I thought about that. Like like even something like the Quartermaster Six that I run, you could have one loop just for a single coil, right? Like, yeah, you know, have a gain stage for that. Yeah, pretty easily, and then swap, you know, two loops and just kind of put two or three pedals in each one. So you have a, a humbucker gain stage and a single coil gain stage. Then all your modulation, everything will kind of, yeah. you know, pretty much stay the same. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good way to balance, balance that out. But yeah. um, yeah, what do you think about the Silver Sky, man? What do you?
1: I mean, it's awesome. I mean, because you get I've,
0: to you get to play it now all the time. Yeah,
1: and I and I played yours and I loved it and like. Um, everything about the card, the guitar just feels great like again like you the quality of these prs se models like off the shelf is just impeccable and the neck feels great the um i mean it sounds good everything is in uh like there's no issues with it electronically and the frets feel awesome and it's i just really like it because like as far as um single coil i really like the strat style i I specifically like doing the offset positions for the positions two and four on the pickups and like i feel like whenever i'm playing that i'm in like it's because i'm like i want to play in position two right now like and play something with like crazy delay and reverb and um but it's uh i'm very happy with it yeah dude it's I mean, just it just blows me away. Yeah. You can and, get
0: a guitar that quality under a thousand bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I love mine. I'm, it's cool. I'd like to bring, like, Brick, compare them because, oh, yeah. You know, we were actually have two of them and the fit and finish is just amazing on them. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, it'd be cool to see yours. Yeah, um, it's good.
1: I should have brought it so we could compare them.
0: I know. We'll, we'll catch I, up.
1: I actually thought about it while I was driving here, but, uh,
0: um did you find a did you find a reverb pedal? I found the reverb pedal yeah, by the okay, way. It's talk- a
1: GFI Systems Skylar. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's a it is a reverb pedal. Yeah, yeah. It's a deep reverb.
1: Yeah, and so like I've been in which crazy I've just been using it as like a pretty simple plate reverb just jamming out on it and um I, I changed the changed the presets on it and stuff, so it's um pretty cool. But yeah, I mean I'm like I said, I'm on a whole new journey and I feel like I'm I'm almost starting from scratch again like especially after moving like i took all of my i unpacked all of my pedals and they're all out just all over the place and so i'm just like would grab one and try it and jam on it for days yeah yeah yeah, for sure (laughs) and that's that's the other that's the other issue i'm having too is like when i find something and plug it in and start playing like i end up jamming on it and loving it so it just stays on there and i'm not like swapping back and forth to see what like how different they really sound all the time i'm not doing a compare and contrast as much as i am just like i feel like playing this pedal and then i just play it and don't stop playing it (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that it's gonna take me forever to get through the entire catalog of my pedals because they stay on there for like a week (laughs) yeah but um it's really cool and um i am my next the next one i was going to do on there was the uh uh, was put the camel toe back on so i could try it specifically to try the red llama through it Yeah, um and so i'm excited to try that one again because that's a pedal i just i absolutely love and like really stoked for the other um that's coming in and
0: I'm actually, I'm probably just, I might be more stoked I'm, than you now. I know. Because I'm just like, oh yeah, man, you got yeah. a pedal builder out yeah. in Michigan that used yeah. to be on tour with. Or you when you toured, you'd kind of run across paths, right? Yeah, we'd
1: cross paths. Like they recorded um, one of their albums in Fort Collins. Oh, okay. Um, in the Blasting Room, I believe it was yep. called. And like their huge bands like did stuff up there. And they were a decent sized band, actually. Like they've been on tour with big, big bands that... Um, and we'll talk more about yeah, yeah. the uh, the Builder when it comes time. But um yeah, and that's so really excited about that. I'm still uh, on the edge of my seat waiting for the uh, the myth to come through. Oh, you Petty haven't got John, the myth yet? Petty John myth, yeah. Oh, that's going to be exciting. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I try not be... to think about it too much because yeah, every time yeah. I think about it, I'm like, ah, I don't know when it's going to get here because I don't like... I'm not following a tracking number or anything like that. It's, sure. Sure. Cause it was a, it was a pre-order and I'll just, yeah, yeah. we'll get them when they finish them. I, they so. should
0: be out. I thought, cause I, I thought they'd be out. Um, we should follow up with them. Um, I was just jamming the myth, like my myth, which is the myth mod number, whatever. <laughs> I'll get yeah. the Full myth enclosure. Yeah. And I was like, God dang, this is a good pedal, man. I mean, uh, so good. Cause I, so when I got done with, um, we should actually probably be wrapping up here too. In a in a second, yeah. we're running a little long on time. Um, when I got back from the gig and I freaked out, I was like, all right, I got to streamline everything. <laughs> so, which just put my brain into a tailspin. I was like, all right, let's just start pulling pedals. Just like you're talking about, like, let's just see if I can get away with one pedal yeah. you know, or two pedals. Um, but- I just,
1: I just love that this experience, like it completely changed your, your like outlook and you're like, okay. Cause you, I mean, you talk about like your, you're like pedal board, like this is how I'll do it. And then you get into like a scenario where you're like,
0: it should excel at.
1: Yeah. <laughs> where you think like, I've been preparing them for this forever. And then it's just like all collapses in on you. It's yep. like, okay, what I need, a, I need a drive and then I need delay, a delay. And then that's it.
0: Yep. And a volume knob. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what happened. And, and a volume knob. Yep. Um. But so that's, I'd, that's awesome. Yeah. So Go that's, ahead. that's, no, I was just saying that's what happened. So I've been yeah. trying to, anyways, that's how I was playing the myth. Um. But what oh, was okay. crazy about it, Is, you know, we talk about gigging musicians and gigging amplifiers and um, Troy, who is the guitarist for him, their lead guitarist, I mean, a legend guitar player. He plays a Fender Esquire, like a a single coil Telecaster, and uh, Les Paul. Yeah. And he plays through a mid-80s Fender Supersonic, I think it has an 8-inch speaker in it, or maybe a 10-inch speaker, and it's like a 8-watt amp. Huh? gigging volumes, and just sounds killer. Really? Just killer. And he has, I think he had a drive pedal and a delay that he would kind of turn on and off, but a fully gigging musician has played, I mean, he said Les Paul's been at 4,000 gigs. Holy cow. That's a lot.
1: That's so many.
0: Like a fully functioning, fully realized gigging musician playing this tiny little amp, and he wants to get the grill cloth repaired because it has just like a mic stand went through it. <laughs> but. Yeah. You know, and he just said, it sounded so good. Um, So, I mean, I guess there's some, I mean, that's in the hands, I guess. I mean, he's just a great, great player, right?
1: Yeah. So. Well, I think that comes back to the idea, like, your your idea for, like, uh, a live gig would be, like, you said, like, maybe the two rock with just a delay pedal. And then yeah. you have your gain stages set up. Or, like, maybe one yeah. pedal thrown in. But, yeah. like, that could be your gigging, like, a yeah. gigging rig that would travel well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I and maybe again, it has to come down to the type of music. But man, he—I think he could sit in on any band with that amp. So you know, just a (laughs) little gain stage, whether it's in the amp or a single drive pedal and delay, and good to go. So. But that's wrong. That's wrong message here, Vince. Because this is the effects pedal fan club. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so more you,
1: pedals the better. Should, yeah, yeah. You should definitely bring your entire pedal board when you go play a show. Like you don't want to. You don't want to simplify something that's that amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyways, a quick housekeeping, Vince. Yeah. Who who do we call? How do we call?
1: I mean, we you call the hotline. Yep. And you want to leave a message and tell us, like. Tell us a horror story that you had playing live so that Justin doesn't feel bad <laughs> and, um, tell us what's on your board. Like send us pictures of your board. Yep. Um, what's our hotline number? Our hotline number is one six Oh nine, 800 fans. So that's six Oh nine, 800 That's right. Leave a message.
0: Yep. And we're at effects pedal fan club on Instagram. Thanks for all the new follow followers. Yeah, um, we, we got up them. a bunch this week. It was yeah. crazy. Um, I think that's it for now. We will get into another episode next week. And until then, don't try to simplify your board. Go get another effects pedal. Is that right, Vince? That's right. All right. buy it.
1: (laughs) See you. See you. See you.